0: Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God.
1: This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy. Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest, your hermitage of the heart, your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw on the wisdom of the saints to help us to navigate this very challenging life. And we have back again, Father Matthew McDonald. And Father Matthew has written the foreword to a very important new book, or a new publication, I should say, um, or republication of a very important book. Visions and Revelations by Father Gabriel of St. Mary Magdalene. Welcome back, Father.
2: Thank you, Dan. Stephanie, it's an honor blessing to be with you again.
1: So we're going to talk through this Is I don't know, do we know the number, Mr. Producer of the series? It's it's getting quite substantive, six, um, on uh, how it is that we can test and know whether a vision or revelation is from God. And it's important for a time in darkness when the enemy tends to move more and God moves more to help God's people and the enemy tries to counter what God is doing and uh, futilely, of course, God be praised. But nonetheless, it's there and, and the people of God have to understand these things, which is why he gave us, the Lord gave us doctors of the church uh, like St. Thomas Aquinas to help us understand angels and demons, that sort of thing. And the teachings of the church, teachings in scripture are to equip us to face these things, to test uh, the spirits, which were commanded to do in a number of places in the New Testament, and then determine whether there's something we should listen to or follow. I think it's important to repeat one uh, idea that we we did early in the series, and that is that uh, we have everything we need for our salvation without any visions or revelations. Am I overstating that, Father, or is thats that... Is that uh, uh, need to be adjusted.
2: No, you're not overstating that at all. So visions and revelations, whether they be public, uh, private revelations on the scale of Fatima or Lourdes or Guadalupe or lesser private revelations, things that we receive in prayer on retreat, they are secondary aids to salvation. They only help us insofar as they point us back to scripture and tradition and help us grow in faith, hope, and love. And that goes beyond just giving us good, warm, fuzzy feelings.
1: Right. So, in the last show, we were talking about how what the devil can and can't do. We're going to continue that conversation with some really specific wisdom from the Summa and from uh, the church fathers about how the devil can or can't produce uh, miracles. But, uh, and a lot of this in this show is covered in my book, uh, Devil in the Castle. Teresa Vavala, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul, because she uh, speaks of these things quite uh, frequently in in the book, Interior Castle. So w- with that, Stephanie, what's your first question you want to ask about what, uh, the per, with God's permission, what the devil can do?
0: Yeah, and I think this is important because this this is really going to help us understand that um, these are things that the devil can see and do. Right. Um, so we can balance out what may have happened to us or happened to one of our directees or happens to, you know, whatever, and and figure out, okay, this is something that the enemy can do. So we can't just blanketly say, oh, that's of God. Right. And, you know, we have to be so very careful because we don't want to be led astray. So um, let's talk about some of these things that with God's permission, so through his permissive will, the devil can do the following. So. The first one is produce corporal or imaginative visions, but not intellectual visions. So, what's the difference? Help us to understand what the difference is,
1: please.
2: So, St. John of the Cross speaks about three different kinds of visions Um, that of the intellect, known as intellectual visions, that of the interior senses or the imagination, imaginative visions, and that of the exterior senses or exterior visions. When we hear imaginative visions, We shouldn't think that these things are just being made up by ourselves. No, God is giving us a vision, but it's through we're receiving it through the interior senses of our imagination. So that's the mode. And those visions, God, are harder to discern because we don't necessarily know sometimes when the divine ends and when the human begins. Um, And um, the devil can suggest things to our imagination um, that may seem to give us peace but the effects in our life the fruits produce um pride produce you know anger produce you know except i have to do this goes against right reason
0: anxiety
2: and anxiety fear, and now, Right. and father gabriel talks about the, these different kinds of visions particularly in chapter two of his book where he talks about all right Teresa's experience and John's experience and what do they say about these kinds of visions and locutions? What so, is a
0: particular okay. intellectual vision? Like what is an intellectual vision? Is that only something that happens within our mind that has a, like an idea or that, you know, that's in keeping with church teaching and what, what is an intellectual vision?
2: So an intellectual vision would be something to the effect of what the shepherd children saw of Fatima or what the um, the Saint Bernard at Subaru saw at Lourdes. So it almost seems like there is something outside of us, mm. but the intellect is being fed something. Whereas an imaginative vision, we close our eyes and we see something within within our memories, or we see a vision inside of us. Whereas intellectual, it's outside of us, it seems.
1: That's perfect. That makes it very clear.
2: And
0: what I what really helps too is that our, we're being fed. Mm-hmm. So fed some sort of truth. Like it produces something of the increase of faith, hope, love, knowledge, wisdom. Is, is that true understanding? Yeah.
2: Yes. And if you look at some of like a mystic, particularly somebody like St. Faustina, she received both intellectual visions of our Lord through the divine mercy apparitions and also imaginative visions. And the diary, sometimes you, you, spiritual directors, um, particularly I you know Father Boniface Hicks goes into this um, in one of his courses. He tries to help people understand, all right, this is an intellectual vision that she's receiving versus imaginative, imaginative visions tend to apply more to the individual person receiving it where intellectual can apply to the individual, but it can apply more so to the church and the world.
0: And, sure. and a corporal vision is.
2: Receiving through other, cor- other corporeal phenomenon would be sensations of, um, of consolation. Joy could Tangling. also, be, you know, bodily he- phenomenon, like, like you smell roses and there's not a rose. Yeah. Within within a mile, I I know in college, they they had the personal example, I was in college, we were doing a meditation, there was the miraculous medal that St. Teresa of Calcutta wore during her life, that she left at one of the side altars of Lourdes. And I was reading a meditation with my household brothers, cock through love at Steubenville, all of a sudden, we smell we smell something that seemed like, like 100 roses were in the room and it was there were no roses it was all coming from the metal so corporeal phenomenon would be you know um something like a smell of roses or or, or other other issues
1: your scent they come through your senses yeah yeah so ecstasy uh the enemy does have the ability to falsify ecstasy i think that begs the question of what is ecstasy uh you may have a better definition than mine but in my mind ecstasy is is a very high uh, contemplative state. I mean, when it's produced produced by God, wherein the faculties are suspended, and the person is in some way um, both bodily, physically, intellectually transported into an experience of God. Um, sometimes a person can look dead. Sometimes they can, you know, look like they're being overcome. We have statues by Bernini of um, uh, of Ludovica. Uh, Blessed Ludovica Albertoni, or uh, of St. Teresa of Avila in, in, the, in the transverberation. So how is it that the enemy can falsify this phenomenon?
2: He could falsify this phenomenon by just suspending the senses and overpowering the person in a way that may seem, oh, they're in a high contemplative state, but actually they're just contro- the enemy's controlling the body. And often. Yeah. All- this is this false ecstasy is associated with things like possible possession
1: yeah and, and I, the person once they become over once they're overcome let's say by a corporal um vision or a corporal movement if they assent to it right um they can allow the enemy to then manipulate them even more and which is why we should always when we're feeling any kind of movement uh, corporally, we need to test it. How would we test it, Father, if we're feeling things that corporally that we think are from God?
2: Um, one, is the person humble mm-hmm. or is the person showing it off? Look at me, I just had this experience. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there almost like a disgust for it? And if is there a healthy reintegration of the person? back to the normal regimen and life of faith a healthy prayer life or are they or the engaging activities of self-promotion
1: yeah so and but i where i was going more is you can actually say speak in jesus name and say yeah. to the phenomenon if you will or the source of the phenomenon yeah. i command that if this is of jesus that you affirm that Jesus is Lord, or something like that. Yep. Uh, and if it's not, get away from me, right? Would yep. that be sufficient to test those kinds of things?
2: Yes, or to go before something like the Blessed Sacrament and mm-hmm. be, you know, like an adoration be like, all right, if you are of the Lord in Jesus' name, I pray that, you know, you manifest, you show reverence to the Blessed Sacrament, or, you know, Show reverence to the things belonging to Christ, his name, his Eucharistic presence, sacred images, and things like that.
1: So we're talking to Father Matthew MacDonald about a new publication by Sophia Institute Press, Visions and Revelations by Father Gabriel of St. Mag- Mary Magdalene, and about how, the de- how demons can falsify uh, phenomena that sometimes we might just say, oh, this is from God, when we don't know how to test them this book was written to deal with that and then also father mcdonald who wrote the forward and then provided some very important work in the appendices that we're talking about now that give you real specifics of how to discern these things so we're grateful to father matthew we're in part you know we're with this is a long series god be praised uh because it's so interesting it'll be out on spiritualdirection.com if you want to watch the whole series if you want to binge watch it eventually um, but we're, we're, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about demons producing rays of body and sensible heat, rays of light and sensible heat in the body, and uh, and sensible consolations and tenderness, and how it is that we can discern those are from God or not. So we'll be right back.
3: Hi friends, we wanna personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, Setting the Captives Free or Into the Deep or Divine Intimacy in Marriage now with both live and online options, our many retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. At spiritualdirection.com forward slash events. Register today. There is a growing need for well-formed solid spiritual directors in the church today. The Avila Institute in collaboration with Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction Program offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards God. The program is grounded in Ignatian and Carmelite spirituality based on a Catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles in the new evangelization. This program offers both online and on-site classes. Discover more and apply today at avila-institute.org. This
1: is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. We're talking to Father Matthew McDonald about visions and revelations and how the devil can falsify movements in sensible movements right now we're talking about that anyway in the soul stephanie i know you've got one there that's really interesting
0: yeah so it says here talking about producing rays of light in the body and sensible heat so the devil can do this with god's permission um and maybe we can tie that a bit in with consolations and tenderness because i think you know all those are bodily sensations tell us about um or it can be. Tell us about that.
2: You know, sometimes in prayer, I could get a warm or fuzzy feeling. Or if I hear a message from somebody, I, that could give me a warm feeling. Ignatius speaks about this in Ignatius of Loyola Rules the second week. You know, the evil one can disguise himself as an angel of light. So if I'm getting bombarded by all these nice feelings, I have to discern them say, where are these leading me? What are the fruits of these actions in my life? Or are these feelings associated with these messages or these motivations to act actually leading me to a willfulness or distracting me from what the Lord is asking me to do first? Um, and, And when I'm distracted, I can then fall into pride. I can fall into a spirit of criticism. A sectarian spirit sometimes or a spirit of oh because i'm doing this i am saved i'm so much better than you and that would be a sign that these phenomenon even though i'm getting these feelings um are leading or not from god also in relation to uh bodily phenomenon sensible heat sometimes again in like a deliverance session or if somebody's praying over somebody asking the lord to work in their life um there may be an exchange. The person, the priest praying over the person, or the person may feel heat, and sometimes that could be the Lord working through them, sending them free. But sometimes it could also be an indication that, all right, there's some bondage um, in that area from the evil one that needs to be worked on.
1: Yeah, and so in the New Testament, there's a passage that I think really wraps all this up really well test all things and hold fast to that which is true so we should never it is it true that we should never accept bodily sensations uh just de facto let's say we've experienced God in the past moving that way and it, and the fruit was good I think we would have a tendency to kind of get a little sleepy and and not be vigilant and not test them moving forward is it should I always test it if if i've experienced good and good fruit in the past by some kind of sensation
2: yes you should always test everything as saint paul says because again when i get a good feeling i want to hold on to that feeling and then that can the evil one could lead me to a spiritual gluttony where i just reduce my prayer life or i reduce my relationship with the lord to the feelings i get and that's very very dangerous
0: Yeah, I think something that's really important about what you're saying, because you're you're talking about these in the context of prayer, right? I'm in prayer and this happens. I'm in prayer and this happens. And according to Saint John of the Cross, is that we should immediately dismiss it and stay in that space with the Lord. Stay with the Lord, with our heart and our mind filled with Him. God alone should be our 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 intention, our focus, our desire, not sensations, revelations, or whatever. And I think what's really important to know about that, is because people go, oh, but what if it's of God, right? Well, the effect that God intends happens before our senses will even pick up on it. So if, if it's of the Lord, whatever he intends by that thing, whatever it is, has taken effect God be praised. We don't have to worry about it. it. It will bear fruit in time, and we will see that fruit. So then we can go discern kind of in retrospect, oh, is this of God? But I think with a direct D, I, I would say the first thing to do is to immediately dismiss it and stay on course with prayer. Is that Would that be a sensible recommendation?
2: Absolutely, in Father Gabriel in his third chapter, where he speaks about the attitude of the recipient, citing John on the cross, do not omit them. He would say the exact same thing, you know. If you get these things spontaneously, great, but focus in on the Lord. If they become more persistent, then you have to consider them more, but not cling on to them, you know, and make them the sole focus. And when you have to discern them, the question is, how are these things leading me to a deeper faith, hope, and love? And a deeper, not, not only love of the Lord, but also helping me to love others in my own day-to-day life. And not necessarily, oh, I got an image of Our Lady in prayer like holding her immaculate heart to me, embracing me. That can mean a, a bunch of things.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's important to reiterate something john is not saying don't be open to the movements of god what he's saying is don't focus on them you also brought up an important i mean john of the cross you also brought up an important note regarding a persistent kind of phenomenon which saint ignatian talked ignatius talked about quite a bit which uh as an example um saint john vianney was constantly tempted to go to to leave diocesan life and go to the Carthusians, if I remember right. It's been a long time since I read about it. And that was not of God. Uh, he, he, uh, he was probably an introvert, probably just wanted to spend all of his time praying. And uh, so the enemy knew that and would try to tempt him to do something good that is not God's will. So it, it just reminded me of that. So we have to test. We have to know how to test. And if you're sitting out there going, how am I supposed to know all this stuff? Well, this is a great book, Visions and Revelations by Father Gabriel St. Mary Magdalene. Go to spiritualdirection.com forward slash shop. I wrote two books recently. That one is very simple and powerful, um, Spiritual Warfare and Discernment of Spirits. And then one a little more deep, uh, which would be a lot more deep, actually. Um, It's called Devil in the Castle St. Teresa uh, of Avila, Spiritual Warfare and the Progress of the Soul. But... These three books together, coupled with, you know, Father Gallagher's Discernment of Spirits and and, uh, consolations books, you know, we're not, we have all we need in our time to discern these things, but it's important to be at peace, remembering that you have all you need in the divine economy for your salvation, and you don't have to figure all this stuff out. You just have to be discerning and ask the Lord and talk to the Lord and uh, test all things, but it's not, It sounds complicated because we're dealing with a lot of detail in the show, which I don't want to be overwhelming or cause anxiety, but it's really not, it's, it's not a, it's not a big complicated thing. So I know you have a a question about stigmata.
0: Yeah, because I just think this is like, wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, the enemy with God's permission can produce the stigmata and all other kinds of bodily extraordinary phenomena and any phenomena dealing with visible. Physical objects such as crowns, rings, etc. So, so I don't. So when I think about this, and you think about the scripture verse that just comes to mind is, uh, "Be, be concerned if all men uh, speak well, well of you." Of you yeah. Right, and we think about the different saints that suffered the stigmata, like all of. <laughs> All of hell broke loose towards them. They were being shunned. They were being written off by their orders. They were being suppressed. suppressed, and, and, you know, just all these things would happen to them. And to me, that's probably an indication that it's probably more authentic versus those that receive it. And then everybody's elevating them to, you know, to become pope or something. So what are tell me about the stigmata and what the enemy can and can't do with that
2: again, he can manipulate any bodily phenomenon. And the saints that have received the stigma, I mean, St. Francis received it towards the end of his life, whereas Padre Pio being, received it at the beginning of his um, public, well, his priestly ministry. Um, it was always, they, they were never showy with it. They always tried to hide it, you know? Um, and the evil one, when he tries to mimic the stigmata um, he can lead somebody to pride because of it, because it's not authentic. It's from, it's from him and not from God, you know, but the ones that received bodily phenomena never like flashed it around, you know, when those things were from God, they always kept it hidden and they always kept it as a way interiorly and through quiet. They, through their own union with God in prayer, can offer themselves. And by that self-offering, God can use that to sanctify the rest of the church as well as them.
1: You know, you've done so much work on this topic. I, I, I can't remember. Have we talked about you doing a class for the Abel Institute on the?
2: Yes. So end of December to February 1st, fir- I believe, first week of February, I'm going to be doing a course for the School of Spiritual Formation called the Discernment of Visions and Revelations in the Interior Life where this book, um, the book Visions of Revelation will be one of the main texts, as well as the ascent of Mount Carmel. It will just be an opportunity to go over the church's teaching on private revelations in general, and also lesser private revelations in the realm of prayer.
1: So if you're sitting out there going, this is too complex, but you care and you want to learn, or if you're a spiritual director in particular, if you're a spiritual director, or anyone who provides spiritual insights to people, if you're a priest or a deacon, uh, or a religious that has any care of souls, whether even in the convent or a cloister or outside, really strongly recommend you go out to avila-institute.org. And as you can see, Father is very interesting. Uh, uh, in very His knowledge is very in-depth about all of this. And I think you'll be deeply blessed by reinforcing all of this and taking this course. Uh, these shows we're going to put together as a kind of a mini e-course for free out at apostolyva.org at some point but spiritualdirection.com uh, uh or uh, avala-institute.org or apostolyva.org. the thing is we have an unlimited unfathomable will and if that's the right word uh it, it the formation never stops with us uh whether you want community life with apostoly va or just education at the Aval institute or whatever it is we're here to serve you and serve the world, and uh, w- doing that, we need your help. So, please, uh, if you're blessed by all this, consider a donation. Father's been great being with you again, and we're I'm excited about uh, to continue the the series or finish the series, whichever whichever way it goes, as the Holy Spirit leads. But thanks for being with us again. With us again.
2: Thank you, Dennis, Stephanie. It's always an honor and blessing being with you. God bless
0: you. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.